Hello, fellow podcasters. Welcome to the Safasa Podcast, where we discuss various topics around neurodiversity and autism spectrum disorder with self-advocates, program directors, and occupational therapists, families, and clinicians. I hope you enjoy what we have in store for you today. We are so excited to have two incredible guests with us today to discuss family dynamics and sibling relationships. I think that them being related might have to do with why they're both such wonderful people. But instead of me chattering on, we'd really appreciate it if each of you could briefly introduce yourselves. Hasib, would you like to go first? Oh, yes. Hello. Uh, this, my name is Hasib Azam. It's an honor to be here. Um, so if I may give a background to myself, um, I originally went to Cape School. That was the center for um personal academic excellence, I believe, was what it was called. Yeah, it's been a bit of a while since I've been there, but yes, I went there. And then after that, I went to Medicine High School, which is the same as Iman, but I'll, she'll explain that later. And then and then now I am at the Medicine Hat College. And there I am taking an information technology program. And I have done, um, it, I've done with programming, uh, looking inside computers um, and dealing with stuff like internet and all that that stuff, basically. So yes, that is what I have done. Awesome, thanks for uh, introducing us to yourself and kind of sharing some of your education. Are there any hobbies or interests you'd like to share with us? What are some things you like to do when you're not busy learning all about the internet? Oh, well, usually I... I tend to like, I like reading books. So that's probably the hobby I have besides the hand playing some video games and going on the internet and all that. But yes, those are, those are my hobbies. If they can call them that. Yeah. Awesome. I really like reading too. So that's cool to find out. Um, and video games are always a good pastime. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Iman, would you like to go ahead? Yeah, for sure. So hi, my name is Iman Azam. I am Hasib's older sister. I am 23 years old. I don't know if he shared his age, but I'll just share mine. Uh. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so I was, I basically had the same educational route as Hasib. I went to Cape School. I went to Medicine Hat High School. I then did my first two years of my undergraduate degree at the Medicine Hat College. I started my Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, and then I transferred to the U of A where I finished my last two years of my undergraduate degree in psychology. So yeah, that's what I have my degree in. Um, I love it, it's so great. It helps me a lot in regards to my hobbies and my job. So I work at the Center for Autism Services, Edmonton, or Alberta in Edmonton here. Um, yeah, it's, it's the best job ever. I've done quite a few things with it. Um, yeah, my education really helps with it, I find. Um, and as for hobbies, I'll say napping. That's a big hobby. <laughs> and I love going to cafes. I love going to the mountains. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, that all sounds so, that sounds very interesting. Um, I actually can really relate to you about napping as a new hobby. <laughs> and I've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, so, uh, 
now that you've established that your family is neurodiverse, um, I don't know if you actually mentioned this, but um, your family is neurodiverse with individuals across the spectrum, both Iman and Hasib, how would you describe your sibling relationship? And does it ever feel like there is a disconnect or misunderstanding that is caused by neurodiversity? Uh, if I may go first, um, actually, and I apologize, I didn't mention my age earlier. I'm 20 years old. That is my age. Um, and yes, so if, regarding the question, I do believe um, is the our relationship, I believe, is good, or as good as a sibling relationship can be. But yes, I, I do understand that I, being neurodiverse or autistic or what you would like to call it, and I am on the spectrum. So yes, there is some, I guess you, if, I, if we do say there, you could argue maybe there is little bit of misunderstanding or communication barriers, I suppose, would be a better way to put it. But I believe that goes for any relationship. And understandably, someone who is neurodiverse and someone who isn't neurodiverse would have that anyways. But I believe we make it work as well as we can. You know, I try, I tried, I am trying to do better myself. I'll, I'll admit I, there's been some ups and some downs, I think, but we're, we do good. I think we're good. Pretty much, I like to think so, at least. So, mm, yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, if you don't mind sharing, what sort of examples of communication barriers um, would come up? Oh, I, uh, well, for example, uh, I will admit I am not great at eye contact. Sometimes I believe I, be I think I am somewhat autistic and I believe people on the spectrum have a bit difficulty of looking people directly in the eyes usually we don't always do that that might come across as a bit bit weird I understand but it is a bit difficult I, I am trying to overcome that myself but that is one example it's it thankfully it's not not it hasn't been a big issue thankfully but we we make it work as well as we can I believe so anyways mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very good. I think you're doing a wonderful job with that actually right now. Um, maybe it's just hard to tell with Zoom, but I think we are talking face to face. So yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. Um, yeah, if, so with me, I, I mean, I agree with Hasib completely. You know, he, uh, we have a pretty solid sibling relationship kind of as good as it can get. I mean, of course we have our little arguments here and there, um, but otherwise I think that we do have conversations in the sense that I will ask him like, how do you feel about this or that? And we can kind of just hash some things out and see where each other's minds are about certain things, but otherwise I think, yeah, our relationship is pretty solid and everything he says about like misunderstanding with communication and everything, of course, I'm still learning. We're all still learning and eye contact, yes, can be a very difficult thing, but Hasib has been doing great with it and I'm super proud of him, but yeah, so overall, I think things are pretty good for us and we're lucky enough to have two other younger brothers who are also neurodivergent and they have maybe different characteristics than Hasib do, but we're good at kind of working through them. 
Mm, definitely. Yeah. I also have a few siblings of my own, so I can definitely relate to um, fights and um, arguments. But then I think I can learn a few techniques from um, you guys because you definitely take the time to uh, work it together and talk it out. So I really like that. Um, would you say that you guys are actually closer than most siblings? Uh, closer than most siblings? Um, uh, well, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, I'd say we are close enough. Yes, I, if you were to say we we're closer than most siblings, well, I can't quite put a verification on that. I don't quite have a measuring stick, so to speak, on how to gauge that. But I do believe we're close. And yes, I think we're, we're close, close enough. That's the way I would put it. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I agree with him. We're close enough. Um, <laughs> So I, so I live in Edmonton now, whereas my family all lives in Medicine Hat. So there is kind of that distance barrier in the sense that I can't be with them physically. But Haseeb and I, we do chat on the phone sometimes. Um, I think we have a good solid relationship in that we don't, I don't know, we don't fight a lot. Surprisingly, we, we do have fights for sure. But Otherwise, yeah, we're, we're pretty good at talking about certain things. So I, yeah, I'm kind of the same where I don't really have a measuring stake in regards to what the perfect sibling relationship is like, <laughs> I suppose. But yeah, the distance is definitely a factor. But whenever I go home, we go to movies together with our other brother. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that all sounds great. Yeah, I think as you guys have said, um, you know, with any relationship, it takes like that intention and that time to really put the effort in into understanding the other person and recognizing like you learn about the other person, right? What what makes them tick? Like what um, what are their interests? What are their hobbies, right? So I, I totally understand that. I think um, I was kind of curious also about that closer because as Julianne said, I think I could honestly learn from you guys in terms of like sitting down and talking out your like arguments or something because I feel like I have a sister so you know sometimes sister sisters can be a little passive aggressive but I, I like that direct you know just sit and talk and um, why 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 do you feel this way or how can we kind of help you feel better about this so yeah I think that was an interesting and cool way to kind of hear about your guys's um, family life there thanks for sharing that um, kind of talking with like family life um, obviously like parents are a huge part of how the family dynamic is and how kind of like siblings also relate to each other. Um, both Iman and Hasib, when you were kind of growing up, did it ever feel like your parents perhaps treated you differently? Did you have different responsibilities? Um, and if you do feel comfortable sharing, we'd appreciate that. Uh, so, well, again, so if I may go first, um, our parents did treat us differently, yes, but again, I believe that would go if you are neurodivergent, if you aren't, because I believe even for people who aren't neurodivergent, like say two kids who aren't, I believe parents would treat their children differently anyways, because well, we're all different people. So I believe it, regardless, they would treat us, but in regards to being treated because of neurodivergent, yes, that is true, but it's, you know, it's it's been good. like. I've been, we mentioned before, our two little brothers, uh, they, 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 they've been treated because of neuro, neurodivergent and being autistic and all that. And 
they've done their best i can tell to do it and you know i believe we're doing our best to do it as we can and i've 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 gotten used to it like a while ago i've i've gotten used to it i'm fine with it i'm not quite sure i can comment on how the others would feel but i believe it's we're doing the best we can so yes yeah, I think you made such a great point there that like, regardless of neurodivergence, everyone is a different person. And um, yeah, I think like, you pretty much said such a great response to see that, you know, it's like the parents. Um, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I assume like, you know, parents just want to see their child do the best and fulfill their potential, right. And I think that it sounds like your parents have given you the opportunities to, you know, engage in um, education and things like that, that are helping you um, get to like, the best positions you guys can get to. So that's really cool to hear. Um, yeah, Iman, what's your perspective? Yeah, so again, I agree with everything Hasib has said. Uh, with each family, each child is kind of treated differently. I will say, I sometimes feel that almost caregiver role in the sense that I feel like I have a lot of responsibility for my brothers. Um, but honestly, I... I embrace that role and it can be stressful for sure. There's a lot of burnout and such. And again, my parents would feel that as well. Uh, our, par our parents are amazing, by the way. They've given us so much, so much love. And I, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. We have great parents. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I definitely do sometimes feel not necessarily the pressure from them, but the pressure that I put on myself to make sure that they're taken care of and that they're okay um but otherwise our parents do try to treat us i think as similarly as possible but also because we are different in a sense of uh being neurodiverse and that or neurotypical and that my brothers my all three of my brothers are across the autism spectrum there are differences in that and we just try to be understanding of everyone and just try to be mindful that certain people feel a certain way about one thing as compared to another thing. But overall, I think we do a pretty good job at maintaining the fact that we're all different and we can tailor ourselves to that. Of course, we have our hard days as anybody does. It can be really challenging, but overall, I think we try to handle it the best that we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's such a beautiful response to hear. And I, I think that's also just, you know, the heart of a, a sister, right, is like to love and care for your siblings. So, um, you know, like props to your family for being so close knit and so understanding, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, I think that's just such a great perspective to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and actually what stuck out to me about your response is about the burnout. And so in cases where that happens, do you turn to your parents or anyone else for support when that happens? Yeah, so I think truthfully it is hard in the sense that I live in Edmonton and my parents live in Medicine Hat. So sometimes I feel like I'm not physically there to help them when they face burnout. Whereas sometimes I'm home and I might face that burnout. And yeah, I will talk to my parents about it. And even my brother's aides, their respite workers, their OTs, their SLPs, our youngest brother, Zakaria, he 
has an amazing team, an amazing respite worker named Jamie. I'll actually throw her name out there. Uh, she's, she's phenomenal. And a lot of times something happens to him at school or there's just a certain situation where he might have gotten escalated. We just kind of think about, okay, like we have Zach's best interests at heart and things are gonna be okay. Or if I kind of have any concerns, I'll talk to her about it, uh, as well as my parents and even my coworkers actually from the Center for Autism, whom I'm so close to. And if anything happens, they're always great to talk to because we kind of have that mutual understanding of the work that we do and that burnout we might face. Like we've all done summer camp together and you really do face burnout <laughs> in that job. Um, but yeah, I'm really grateful to have a lot of people that I can lean on. My best friend, Serena, actually, she's another person that I can really lean on with all this stuff and just talk to her about it. And she's understanding. Sometimes you just kind of need that person to hear you out and listen to you, not necessarily be like, oh, like kind of just chime in, I guess. I mean, you're welcome to, but it's always nice to have that person to just have those listening ears, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so move on to next question. So uh, I love your Instagram, first of all, about um, the one, the Azam Fab. Yeah, they're so cute. The <laughs> are amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, having two younger siblings of my own, I just get like very reminiscent um, when I do see your picture. So it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, actually, do you mind actually telling us, uh, Iman, why you started your blog? Fam and autism. Yeah, totally. So when did I start it? I think uh, I had lived in Edmonton at the time and I had been working at the Center for Autism here. And I kind of just realized like that's where my passion is at. And people ask me a lot about my brothers as it is. And I'm quite active on social media anyways like on my own main page so I was like why not channel this into something else you know so I just kind of decided one day okay I'm gonna try this I I talked to my friends about it I actually made like a little poll for my friends I'm like would you be interested in seeing this and they all said yes (laughs) and they helped me brainstorm ideas for a name and it just kind of started happening from there and honestly I go through waves of being super um active on it versus not um based on like my school life or my work life at the time if it's super busy but I just kind of wanted to show people what it's like to be an older sister with these three brothers um who are neurodiverse and also for maybe other autism accounts uh, on Instagram to reach out or I could reach out to them and which has happened quite a bit actually I've had moms and even other siblings and dads as well who have messaged me and we kind of chat about it and it's, it's really great just to kind of have that mutual understanding and that feeling of not being alone it's it's been so rewarding and to see other people share their stories it's it's really incredible and I just only hope to advocate and only hope to shed some light on everything and yeah that that's all I can hope for and of course I get to take really cute photos of my brothers I love to take photos of especially my youngest brother Zachariah 
his little outfit of the days. Like I love dressing him up and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I do try to shed a light on maybe our harder days when things might get escalated and whatnot. But yeah, so it just kind of started from this little idea I had like, oh, what if I made an Instagram account? And then it just went from there. Yeah, it certainly has bloomed. It's very <laughs> successful now. And yeah, great job. Good job on that. Thank you. Yeah, and it seems it seems like something you've kind of stated in your last answer and in this um, kind of response here is that it's all about community, right? It seems like um, when you're facing the tough days and the good days, you want to have like a community around you. And it, it's also almost like a, I, I mean, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong, but almost like a learning opportunity for others to see and learn from your experiences and kind of what are some strategies that might be working um what are some like it's it's a common experience or something like that right yeah definitely and it's a learning experience for me as well like I have learned so much from other caregivers or other people just in general who have uh the blessing of having a neurodivergent person in their life and uh, yeah it's been such a great learning experience for me so just being able to share that wealth of knowledge in this community it's so it's so astounding to me that's cool to hear thanks thanks for sharing that um i actually have a question for Hasib regarding oh, yes, uh, yes. regarding the instagram instagram account um i was wondering what your thoughts were on your sister sharing your family's experiences with um with autism and um does it ever make you feel like a celebrity to see yourself yeah. posted on the instagram oh well yes i wouldn't go that far personally but yes i I appreciate the fact that if my experiences or whatever, if she feels posting about me helps other people on Instagram, then I'm all for it. Yes, they can post. And if it helps someone, then that's that's a good thing, you know, like that's really, really what what can help people. Maybe if I can help people, then that's a good thing, you know. If she feels that's the best way to do it, that's fine, yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's nice to hear that you support her and her social media. Um, is there any anything that has ever made you uncomfortable with being shared? Or do oh, no, no, no. I'm 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 fine usually. If Instagram she feels sharing me is a good thing, that's fine. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's nice to hear that you're all um, all supportive with her um, with her social media there, and that you're coming from that place of. Like it's a learning experience for others. That's cool to hear. Thanks for sharing that, Hasid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, I. Uh, just wait. Sorry, Julianne. Do you want to ask the next question? Maybe we'll cut this out. But I think I jumped ahead and asked your question, didn't I? Oh yeah, yeah. You sorry, did. sorry, sorry. That's okay. Um. <laughs> well. well <laughs> that's okay yeah these things happen um, well if we jump right into the next question um, another question for you Hasib what's the best and worst part of having individuals on all sides of the spectrum like neurotypical neurodiverse in your family well the best well I guess the best part would be um, you know like I fall under that spectrum and so would my two little brothers um and the, we, I guess, like, in a way, can 
relate to them a bit more, I guess, more than others, because I am part of the spectrum. But we do help, I can help them more, or at least I try to anyways, and help them get through their experiences and they can hopefully, I guess, lean on me if the time is necessary, that they need to, I suppose. And obviously the, if I were to ask the worst would be, you know, like we have difficulties that arise because of being born said neurodivergent or autistic. But as I've said before, we do our best with it. I think we handle as well as we can. And there are still some struggles, yes, but we are doing our best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It sounds like you're doing a wonderful job. Um, can you give some examples of um, those kind of situations? Oh, the, the struggle situations? Well, um, well, the littlest brother, his name is Zachariah, or as we call him, Zachariah. Um, he, he's, sometimes he, when he goes to Herald School, which is a fantastic place, it's actually right next to high high actually nowadays but you know like it's where it's where anyways with cape high high they all the schools we all went to it all good places i'm grateful for the experience they helped us and being very accommodating as much as they can and helping us you know i it's very appreciated but you know like he 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 doesn't always exactly have trouble expressing himself you know mm -hmm. as other people can so, mm -hmm. unfor so unfortunately, that does cause some issues, and, and it still does, but, you know, we, we're doing our best, and hopefully we can, we can move on with it. We're blessed to have people who can usually understanding and do their best to help as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that, that's one example, yes. Yeah, sounds like you're, uh, you understand what he's going through, um, especially at school. Um, but what about you? Do you also feel like you're more understood by um, someone, one or the other? So, uh, understood by neurodivergent people? Uh, yeah, neurotypical, neurodivergent. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, I personally don't feel that either way, but I'm, I'm blessed again that I'm surrounded by my family and, you know, the people at the schools and all that. They're, they're usually very accommodating, usually, yes. So I've I've been, I'd say I've, I've, everybody's been as good as they can be usually. Mm, yeah, that's wonderful to hear. Um, yeah. Rana, would you like to ask the next question? Yeah, for sure. Um, I also wanted to say, Hasib, I'm, I'm glad to see like you're coming from, like it sounds like you're using the word blessed a lot, right? So it's like nice to hear that there's that like grateful piece um, that you come from like a place of gratitude and that's really um, awesome to hear because I know sometimes people can get bogged down by all the things going wrong or all the people who are rude or mean, but um, that's really nice to hear that you have that perspective of you focus on like the things that are going well. And um, I think also I wanted to mention, like I heard you say most people are like, usually people are accommodating and nice. And I think that's kind of like also most of the purpose of why we do these kinds of podcasts is we want to draw light to your perspective and to kind of show people that there's many different um, experiences and many different perspectives to consider. Um, so yeah, just hope that uh, we can kind of contribute in uh, making that experience a little better, a little better as well. Um, yeah. 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, switching back to Iman, uh, I know in your introduction, you've mentioned you studied psychology and um, uh, I have actually personally worked with Iman and I know she's a very compassionate and sensitive person. And she has done a lot of work with um, individuals with, um, especially children, young children with um, on the spectrum. Um, so I was just wondering kind of, how do you feel like your experiences growing up um, and how do you feel your experiences, as you've kind of mentioned as a caregiver to your brother has influenced the qualities that you have and like some of the interests you had as you grew up and went into university? Right. So first of all, I'll say yes, Aradna and I have worked together and Aradna <laughs> is, a, is fantastic as well. You are so great. I love working with you. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> um, so honestly, growing up and going into my first year of undergrad, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I thought I was a science kid. I'm not a science kid at all. I, I really, there was a lot of confusion as to what I wanted to do, but then I got a job at CORE, which is an association in Medicine Hat, where my very first job ever actually was doing respite work with a 12-year-old girl. And honestly, from there, it kind of just sparked an interest. Like, yeah, I have grown up with uh, neurodivergent brothers, and I've always felt so passionately about it. Why don't I kind of bring that into my own work that would be really really rewarding and I'd love to learn more about it so from there I decided yep I'm gonna stick with my psychology degree I think it could really help me out and then uh, I will be honest medicine hat doesn't have as many resources uh, for neurodivergent people as uh, Edmonton does and so when I moved here uh, in my third year of undergrad immediately I was a volunteer for the uh, University of Alberta Center for Autism Association. Um, and from there, I got interested in the actual Center for Autism in Edmonton. And I started volunteering and I became a summer camp worker, a summer camp aide. And from there, the trajectory just kind of went up, I guess. I have continued to work there since it's been three years. And I find that my knowledge about my brothers really does help. And it's really interesting to see my brothers versus the rest of the kids that I work with. And no two kids are the same. And I find that to be so intriguing. And I learned so much from one kid and another and my brothers, and I can kind of use strategies between them. Some work, some don't, every child is different. And I'm just so grateful to have my brothers as kind of the root of where my passion comes from. And to say that, yeah, I do what I do all because of my brothers. It, it makes me so happy, almost emotional. I, I, I'm just so grateful and to have been able to work at the Center for Autism. I'm so grateful. I've done summer camp and uh, on-site respite and teen social night and uh, specialized services and teen basketball and I, I don't even know I I'm just so lucky to have been able to do so much oh and puff preschool unit funding a uh, school that's my favorite I love it so much just the little little kids they're so sweet um, yeah, and it's also sparked an interest in me actually wanting to be a teacher. So I'm, I'm just so grateful for all the experiences I've had and 
with my brothers leading on to my work and now they're interchanging because I'll be here I'm working I go home I'm with my brothers it's it's so rewarding it's what my world revolves around and I could not ask for anything else truly that's awesome and I've you know there's that cliche statement that's like if you love what you do it's not work right um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's nice to hear that like, you, you're truly passionate about it and that um, your passion comes from really um, being able to uh, like have that experience and that knowledge from your brothers and your family. So that's really nice to hear. Very heartfelt. Um, I also really liked how you mentioned that like when you work with your brothers, it's different from working with the or not work when you're with your brothers and when yeah. you work with um, the individuals at the center, you've noticed that like there's so many unique aspects of every individual, right? And I, I think that always reminds me of that statement. That's like, um, when you meet one individual with autism, you've only met one individual with autism. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, it's just so cool to hear you say that because I, I feel like you have probably um, worked with so many different individuals. And um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's such an important point that, you know, every individual is different and it's not like a single part of their identity is going to define who they are and what they're what they're like so yeah, yeah. thanks for yeah no worries yeah it sounds like you've done a lot <laughs> all the activities that you listed yeah very fulfilling okay if we move on to the next question um this one's for Hasib. um how do you how do you loved ones show they love you and what's the best advice you would give family members or new friends who want to build a relationship with you Oh, yes, well, so I, my loved ones, they, my family, they, they do enough, I believe as well, I cannot quite gauge this, but I, they do their best, you know, they've given me stuff, I get along, try to get along with them, we try to understand each other and help, and all that, and yes, they do their best to help me and all that, and, you know, and well, as far as building a relationship goes, again, I cannot quite gauge that, but I'm usually open, you know, if, you, if you're nice, I guess, and all that, you know, like as regular people are, if you are, then yeah, I'd be open to having a nice talk, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, oh, sorry, I just had a brain fart. Um, so if... Um, it sounds like that Iman has really taken what she's learned with her brothers and um, I don't know if I'm extrapolating but put it to her work as well with the center and so and even vice versa as well so um, yeah this sounds pretty cool and for Iman actually what advice would you give to siblings with siblings or loved ones on the spectrum Mm, wow that's yeah there's so much I feel like for sure one thing that I always assume with the kids I work with and my brothers with anyone honestly is just to assume competence like to never undermine somebody for any maybe label they might have like absolutely not a person is a person and they can do so much and so truly I just think that yeah human competence is really important and also to understand that sometimes people do need a little more special attention, but to like patience is super key. If, and I think one of the things that I've learned the most through my family dynamic and through my work is patience. And of course we all lose our patience. Sometimes that happens, I'm still learning, but I'm really grateful to have learned that. And patience 
also goes a long way in other realms of life. And I would say, yeah, that's something that you will learn. And if you're willing to put in that time and effort, you will have, you know, become patient. I don't know. This, this, this is a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. First thoughts is excellent. Yeah, thank you. Do you mind yeah. actually elaborating a bit on competence? Yeah, so kind of, so one thing that I've, I guess I'll go based off of the kids that I've worked with, kind of just assuming like, uh, or not assuming that they can't do something like, oh, that kid can't put his coat on. Like, actually, you don't know that. Like, just see, just kind of give them gentle prompts to see if they can do it. And with that too, uh, maybe for teens or young adults or something like, oh, they can't drive or something of that sort. Like, actually, you don't know that. You you just let them kind of try things out, see where they are with it and help where needed, but otherwise just kind of let them take the lead, you know? Um, and of course, sometimes you've got to help them out, but at the end of the day, like we are not to dictate who they are. They are their own person and we're just there to give all the love and support possible. So, yeah. yeah. That's, I think, incredible advice. Absolutely. And I love that that's the very first thing you said, because I, I, yeah, I do agree that that's something like, that's a common, um, that's a common thing that people will do. Um, but I love that you said, like, we have to empower and support um, our loved ones and um, individuals who are on the spectrum, regardless of where they are on the spectrum. I, I really appreciate that response. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, to end off, so I think we've kind of had a really lovely discussion and I've definitely learned a lot. And I think I will definitely apply some of the things I've learned to my own sibling relationship. Um, but to end off, uh, Iman or Hasib, is there anything at all that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Well, I guess, well, not much, I suppose, but again, I, if I, if I've, the talks I've done here, I've helped anybody or gain in, anyone and get in, gain, gain a new perspective is what I meant to say. Then yes, that that's good. You know, as long as someone takes something out of it, that's what matters to me. Anyways. I'm so happy to hear that, Hasib. And thank you again for agreeing to be with us well, and to share. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I think I'll use this opportunity also to kind of talk a little bit about our other brothers as well. So we have, so there's Hasib, and then we have Mahad, who's 14 years old. He's a feisty little guy. He's grade eight. Um, and then we have Zakaria, who is nine and a half. And so, yeah, just kind of wanted to mention them as well. They are the whole heart of my autism page of everything that I do and I'm just so grateful to you guys for giving this platform to be able to speak about it and I hope to have shed some light on things regarding autism and whatnot and I just urge everyone to keep learning I myself am learning and I just, these discussions are so important and whenever we're able to have them I think we should and so what you guys do as a university group is incredible. And I'm, yeah, again, I'm just so grateful for everything that I have, the platform that I have, the work that I do, you guys. So yeah, just thank you so much. 
That's so sweet. Thanks, Iman. And uh, as Iman mentioned, if you do want to keep in touch and follow their family, all the brothers and see the cute outfit ideas and get some inspo for your outfits, you can follow their Instagram, which is Azam, A-Z-A-M dot and dot autism uh, on Instagram. So yeah, that's a great way to keep in touch with them. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Hasib and Iman. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Yes.